I live in Aruba, but I deal with businesses all over the world, from Sweden to the US. And because of this, I need a quick, easy, and inexpensive way to send money all around the globe. How else could I pay bills, send salaries, and make sure everything runs smoothly every day? For these transactions, I turn to TransferWise each and every time. While there may be many ways to get your money from A to B, those transfers will cost you a lot more than they should, and it's the old way. With TransferWise, you can trust that they never mark up the exchange rate. They use clever new technology, making them always able to give great rates and low fees. The founders of TransferWise, Tavit and Christo, did not set out to start a whole company. They were just normal people like you and me, frustrated by their bank's bad exchange rates. They wondered, what if we could bypass the banks altogether? That's how they built TransferWise a whole seven years ago. Today, 2 million people and counting are using TransferWise. There's people sending money home, businesses that are paying their suppliers, freelancers getting paid. The more customers they have, the more their already low fees can drop even further. So put some money in your pocket for the more important things in life, like family, friends, and special moments, because no one ever said it's important that my bank gets some extra cash. Test it out for free at transferwise.com slash podcast or download the app. Once again, that's transferwise.com slash podcast. Transferwise, the wise way to send money. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. I am, I think right now I'm in a little bit of a transitional space in terms of, of this podcast. So, I mean, you guys already know, I spend a couple of hours every week uh, recording this podcast, you know, preparing for this podcast, uh, recording the ads, setting up the equipment. Um, sometimes I do, you know, research for a podcast. If I have a guest on the show, it requires tons of research and, and preparation and things like that. But it kind of sounds like a simple thing. Like once a week, I just sit down, I talk into the mic for like an hour and then I'm done. And, you know, that's, that's what recording this podcast is. There's a little bit more to it than that. Um, of course, you know, we edit. I have someone who helps me produce it. Um, we find sponsors for the ads, things like that. But because I've had this very lighthearted feeling all the time since the first podcast I ever recorded, like, oh, this is like no big deal. And I'm just like sitting down to share with people who I already love in this community, who I talk to every day through social media anyway. So I usually, I haven't given it that much thought in terms of how I actually sit down to record. So we have this kind of, I, I think our equipment is like a little outdated. I don't know. It's not like brand new, fancy, flashy equipment. Um, but it's this this like recording device thing. And then I have a mic and then I have a mic for a guest and then I plug it in and, and that's it. But I will literally record anywhere, anytime. I have done this um, when I was in back pain, lying flat on my back in bed. I have done it propped up with pillows. I do it at my kitchen table. I've recorded ones in the bathroom, which was bad. I had to redo that. It was turned out really echoey um, because the baby was crying and Dennis was the baby and I just had to try to find a quiet place. Um, you know, I, I do it on the road. We've done, I've recorded in France and in Italy and in Sweden and in Aruba and everywhere I go, like I record this show. And something that I that I realized that for me is kind of a, a good metaphor for missing something that's actually really important in life or missing out on the learning is how I sit down to record this show. Meaning I don't have a proper setup for this. And I think for the first at least I think at least until my first recording that I did with Laura Hyman. Uh, you, you guys know my uh, super awesome friend and anatomy teacher and uh, alignment geek, uh, Laura, where we started talking about text neck and, you know, neck alignment and things like that. I think all the way up until that episode, whenever that was, I would literally sit hunched over at a table recording this. Or I would put the, the mic, like I have a little mic stand, I put it in my bed and I would just like kind of, you know, collapse into this awkward shape where I would sit leaning forward um, to get my lips really close to the mic. And it occurred to me like fairly recently that for someone who spends so much time in her day, really doing my very best to be mindful about so many things like mindfulness and actually becoming aware of, of my actions, of my physical alignment, of how I parent, of my relationships, how, how, I, am, I, how I show up in the world as a human being. Um, I'm all about finding awareness, you know, if it's through practice of yoga and into day-to-day -to -day life. Whenever I sit down to record this podcast, all of that has just gone out the window because, <laughs> and I realized this, because I've had this like, ah, whatever. Like it's just, it's just the podcast. Like it's just an hour of me talking into the mic. 
But think about it. If I, you know, say, say I spend maybe two hours recording every week. Um, you know, this pod is like an hour 15, an hour and a half sometimes. And then I record ads and, you know, sometimes I fork things up and I, you know, do it again or whatever. Say, say it's like an hour and a half to two hours a week. Spending two hours a week misaligned, you know, not in a harmonious state. That's a lot of hours in a week um, to, to compromise my body um, for the sake of something outside of me. You guys know what I'm coming from. So if I'm, you know, sitting hunched over and it's like, it's just an hour, it's fine. Like, you know, because we don't have a proper podcast set up. Um, and I've been looking a little bit online and, and some really famous shows and people that are like super podcast pros and they have studios and they have mics that drop down from the ceiling. So you can like literally just um, align yourself whatever way is the most comfortable for you. And it's just this mic will adapt to where you are. Um, people have like recording booths and studios and I don't know, all sorts of stuff. Um, and then I'm like, like, why am I compromising myself for stuff? And how often do I do that? You know, so I started kind of evaluating this and I'm not even like, I'm not in any pain or anything like that. It just occurred to me that when I sit down to record the podcast, I'm not as mindful because I think like, oh, it's just an hour, but how many times a day or how many moments in my life do I say that? Right? Like, ah, oh, doesn't matter. Like, it's just that one thing. Like for instance, um, yeah, like the other night. Um, so this past week I've been feeling a little bit low on energy. Actually, every person I talk to these days is feeling really low on energy. And I had to look it up. So astrologically, there are two major things happening right now. There's Mercury in retrograde and Mars is in retrograde, which does something with our moon. I don't know exactly how it works. I need to call my astrologer to, to tap in, but it's it's a little bit depleting. And, and the gist I get is everyone is feeling a little bit low on energy. Like we need, you know, kind of to move through this these retrogrades, we need to invite a little more peace, a little more energy into our lives as well. Um, but anyway, I've been feeling low on energy and I've been talking about this stuff and thinking about it and like, how can I bring more alignment so that I can align myself in every way in life? And the other night I decided, okay, you know, I've had a really hard time coming down from this intense work period that I've had over the past couple of, um, past couple of months. I shared it in last week's podcast that I have this feeling of just being a little unsettled, like, oh, like I just need to slow down and soften and come down. And, and then a couple of days ago, uh, I was like, okay, well, I got to get back to like project alone time and I got to get back up and like wake up at five in the morning the way I normally would. So I have my two hours just for me and I don't feel like I'm spending all day catching up with everything else, but I get ahead of my own space, my own self-care before everything. So uh, that day I was like, okay, like, you know, I'm done being lazy. I had two weeks of waking up like late, which for me is waking up at 6.30, but still, uh, it still means I don't have time for practice in the morning, but I try to squeeze something in before bed or try to get, get to the studio, which, you know, doesn't always work. So I did that. And then I was with my mom, my sister, and Dennis. We're on the couch. We're watching Good Girls, <laughs> which is a really good show. Um, and I'm like, okay. And I sense that, that like, you know, when you're like you've watched an episode of something or you watched a movie and it's like your body's like, you know what? I, I could go to bed right now. I'm not exhausted. Like I'm about to pass out on the couch, but going to bed right now would probably be a great idea. It was like nine 30 or 10. And then there's that like little side of me, like, but you know, just like one more episode. Like it's just one episode, you know, like what's that? There's no harm in that. Just one. It's like 45 minutes. Like, come on. And I'm like, well, okay. Okay. Like one more episode. And then we watched one more episode and then like, okay, well now like I really got to go to bed. Like, whoa, I'm up getting up at five in the morning. And then Dennis was like, well, let's do one more. And my sister was like, let's do one more. And then that inner side of me was like, whoa, it's just one more episode. And what the fork, what do you know? Like the way Netflix warps you in into the space where it's just, I don't know what it is about, about, about Netflix, man. It's just, it's, it's, I, I kind of miss the good old days where if you liked a show, it came out once a week and you had to like, like when I lived in Sweden, when I was, when I was younger, I had to like wait for every Wednesday night at seven o'clock, another episode of Friends came on and all week I was like, oh my God, it's Monday. Friends is almost out. And then it was Tuesday. And then Wednesday, like Friends came along and I was so excited about that episode. And I would watch one episode, a Friends episode. How long is that? It's like half an hour. And that was it. That's all you got for that one week. So when your show was over, if you were really lucky, there was an amazing episode of something else that you also happened to like following that one show that you enjoyed. And then you would watch two shows, right? 
two things but that was like really rare that that ever happened and then when that was done like you would pack up your shit and you would move on with your life like you go to bed <laughs> and now netflix it just continues it's never fucking ending it's just one episode after the other and for me it's it's sort of like I don't know, once you're scrolling on Instagram, once you're in that, um, that I don't want to say mindless, but yeah, kind of like once you're in that mindless space where you're zoning out and you're like scrolling through something or uh, just, you know, watching Netflix, not because you're engaged and super excited to watch this movie that you really like, but because it's just kind of there and it's it's a way for you to just, you know, direct your focus somewhere because you're tired or you're sad or you're feeling low or whatever it is. Like Netflix becomes almost like an escape from whatever it is that's that we're sitting with. And, and I had that like inner voice that was like, oh my God, go to bed. And then I didn't fucking go to bed. And yeah, we were up until like 12 o'clock, like midnight watching some dumb show. <laughs> okay. I don't want to say dumb, like good girls is really good. You guys should all watch it, but you should watch like one or two episodes and then go to bed. Um, and yeah, of course, like the next morning I had four and a half hours of sleep. Uh, and then like my alarm goes off at five and I'm like, well, there's no way, no, no way in hell. Like I'm going to get up right now. So yeah, I slept till 6.55 when the baby woke up and then I had another day of feeling like, yeah, like low, like I didn't catch up and I didn't give myself that space that I really need right now. Like I need that early morning. I just, I need it. I need to get up at that time so that I can sit in silence and meditate and just be alone and be in peace before the madness of every day begins. Like I really need it right now I'm feeling low on energy I need that and then yeah I just for me that was like I stepped out of that of the out of that place of alignment because my mind was like well it's just one episode and and I do it all the time with like a variety of things where I just sort of deep prioritize what I actually need um, to do something that yeah that just isn't like all that great I don't know what else to compare it to. It's like, well, you have, maybe you have one glass of wine and it's amazing. And then, or you're with friends, you have two glasses of wine. That's also great. Like two glasses of wine, that for me, it's like, I don't need more than two glasses of wine. Like one glass of wine is like the perfect amount for me to just wind down at the end of a day. Or if I want to enjoy a little wine with dinner, like a glass of wine, like there's nothing, I, I never enjoy the second glass of wine as much as I enjoy that first glass of wine. Like one glass is perfect. And yeah, if we're like in a social place or you know with friends having dinner it's a longer night whatever whatever yeah maybe I'll have like another glass but after that like no like there's there's just nothing about that third fourth fifth whatever (laughs) glass that comes after that that's gonna give me or you know add on to my experience like I have very rare moments um yeah I mean I've had amazing nights out and can have so much fun with my friends we had a night out with the island yoga team actually a couple of weeks ago which was so 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 much fun um and yeah I had more than two glasses of wine was it worth it the next day no <laughs> like no it was not worth it it was worth how much fun we had but could I have could I have had all that fun without like the extra drinks yes absolutely I mean 100% but it's just that like uh, like it's just like one more glass of wine like that's not a big deal so my what I'm pondering right now is what is it and I'm first of all I'm wondering am I alone I don't think I'm alone in this I don't know I'm just <laughs> I have like reverted from I think most people when we ponder issues or problems or insecurities or things we want to change or whatever Um, We tend to think that we're the only ones who feel this way and no one else knows what it's like and we can't talk about it because it's shameful and we're the only ones who do this weird stuff. And then, you know, what do you know? Like you open up about it and you realize, well, there's a bunch of people that feel the same thing. There's a lot of people out there that do the same stuff, that have the same issues, that have the same problems, that think the same thoughts, like all of it. Like we're all like one big organism just with a bunch of limbs, like thinking that we we think that we operate separately but we totally don't well I think most people you know kind of live with that idea of like well I'm so alone in my stuff but I have sort of morphed into this opposite end of that where I do so much of this emotional energetic physical spiritual heartfelt work uh, that just every single time comes down to the fact that we're all the same Uh, that I now just assume that I'm not weird. Like I assume everything that comes my way, I just assume like this is totally normal. Like even probably even the weirdest stuff, like stuff that I probably would never share on the podcast. I just assume other people like have the same stuff as I do. And I'm just waiting for the moment where I share something totally out there and people are like, "Mm, no, that's just you. (laughs) 
<laughs> and no, you're you're just you're just super weird. But yeah, I haven't I'm yet to come across that. So I'm just assuming right now that I am not alone in terms of uh, you know, like sometimes having a hard time turning Netflix off or having a hard time sticking with only one glass of wine or having a hard time like who eats like a couple of spoons of like ice cream, like vegan or not, you know? Like who who does that <laughs> like me and Dennis and Dennis is okay I'm gonna say like he's even worse than me in, in terms of this stuff but if there is food in front of him like it doesn't matter if we're like a fancy dinner party somewhere there's people around him that he doesn't know he will finish everybody's plate always have always will like he's like a vacuum cleaner for food and you know if we're home and we're on the couch like and there's like I don't know say I bake a pie or like we bake something and it's like a big thing like probably I should have like a little slice and then I'm good like I'll always go for the second slice because you know life um he will literally like go for a third slice and a fourth slice and I have to like look at him like hey like is this is this making you feel great <laughs> right now he's just he always goes 150 percent for for you know for for everything food food and like chill related like that's that's his thing so I'm wondering if I was like married to a person who was the opposite of that I don't know if they if they exist out there but people who are really like modest and don't overdo stuff and just like like I've heard about people that are like oh no just a couple of couple of spoonfuls of ice cream and I'm good and I'm like oh my god like who are you <laughs> how do you not finish the whole pint if it's on the table I mean come on like that's just I don't know if I'm weird please let me know please please tell me right now and I'll, and I'll stop assuming that everybody does all the weird stuff that I do but I'm thinking like what is it in us so say I'm not alone in this and we all go through phases and for me it's definitely phases a hundred percent um especially like the Netflix stuff like the food stuff is not so much like it's not a massive like thing that I ponder a lot but the Netflix stuff like I'm thinking about it all the time so I have that knowing like okay I want to go to bed at 9 30 or 10 so that I can get at least seven hours of sleep um which probably will be like six anyway because it takes me time to go to bed and all that stuff um so that I can get up in the morning and like have a really great day the next day what is it inside of me that first of all like that suggests like mm, like let's just stay on the couch and watch Netflix for three more hours. Like, what is that voice? Like, what is that inside of me? And like, where does it, where does it come from? Like, what's the point of it? And how can I, how can I counter that with something different? And it goes in phases. I'll have some phases where just everything is totally easy. I'm not into any of that at all. Like, at all like I don't know I just I have phases where like I don't want to drink any wine at all where I don't have this sweet tooth where I don't want to um, sit on the couch and watch Netflix like I, I like I have those phases where it's all easy and then suddenly like that's just like that pull becomes really really strong and I know the only thing that counters that because yeah no one feels good lying on the couch eating ice cream watching Netflix in like into like forever like no uh, at least I don't know anyone who, who can do that for extended periods of time and feel good like the counter action to that is getting outside like for me it's get up at five like practice yoga move your body go for a swim go to the beach go for a run okay not a run I hate running but you know like get outside move do something um and like don't linger in that energy of just that lower like tired energy because the tired energy and I'm already feeling kind of tired this week it just feeds into more tired energy and resting like that true restful space it does not happen in front of a tv like I promise you that like it does not happen in front of a tv at all um yeah, I mean, I, at least that's totally, totally my belief, my what I'm what I'm sitting with. So I have been during this past week, I have been really evaluating like that. Where in my life does this uh, misalignment show up, and how can I? First of all, how can I be kind to myself? Like that's a big thing. I'm not saying I'm gonna, you know, I should be forcing myself to wake up at 5 a.m. every single day and never sit on the couch. No, like there's balance to everything. But I can definitely sense when when that scale starts tipping toward too much of that energy, and then everything else becomes harder because I'm not resting. So yeah, the more Netflix episodes you watch, the more Netflix episodes you feel like you want to watch. <laughs> it's like a Netflix cycle that leads you into like the pits of hell. I don't even know what's at the bottom of that. <laughs> but I can like, and you know, 
I, I probably I can I can't compare myself to like a um, I'm, I'm sure there's much more extreme versions of this. Uh, so I don't know what to compare to. Yeah. Okay. When I was 16, 16, 17. So like before I found meditation or yoga, before I changed my life at all, I had this boyfriend. He was my high school boyfriend. We were together for almost four years, like three and a half something years. Like since I was like, yeah, like, I mean, since I was 15 for a super long time. And we had this kind of destructive, like we were super in love. Like I still, like I have so much love in my heart for him. We still talk sometimes, like he's doing really great. But um, we had this very destructive relationship where um, like we could literally, like I, I would wait all week for the weekend to arrive so that I could feel nothing because that's sort of what we would do. Like we would like Friday night, we would go to the store and we were just back like pack grocery bag after grocery bag with really shitty food like super 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 shitty food um and everything and like like and 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 I remember like I needed something that was like super sweet and then I wanted to counter that with something super salty and then I wanted to counter that with something that had ice cream and then counter that with something chocolate and then if I was lucky enough it would like spin around and I would get back into the sweet and then the salty like I just I I mean I'm guessing I was binge eating like I was really in a not a great place in my life at all I think I was I think I was pretty depressed like I had easily at least half a year maybe more than that where I cried every day and I just couldn't figure out what to do to stop crying um and it was before I I had dealt with any of my past and any any issues and you know all the all the things that I talk about all the time but I was for sure self-medicating. That's what that was for me at the time. So we would like lie in bed and eat and watch movies. That's all we did. And we could literally do that for like two or three days in a row and then fall asleep at like four in the morning and then sleep all day next day, get up, like go eat something, probably smoke a pack of cigarettes (laughs) and then go back to the grocery store and like buy more junk food so we can like watch another movie and eat more shit. And I lived that like really, really downwards, like super shitty cycle of just um, trying to eat my feelings or like zone my feelings out. Yeah, and alcohol was a big, big piece of it too then and cigarettes and just that, but specifically that like shitty, shitty, shitty food. And, And I'm not saying that that's the way I live now, like no, not not even remotely. I mean, I get up at 6.30 every day. I still do yoga every day. I work a lot every day. I'm outside every day. I go to the beach. I swim. We move. All of that. But there's something that happens like when the baby's asleep and we have had dinner. So like 8 o'clock, 8.30, when I'm low on energy, I can just like lie on the couch and just like, I don't know, is five episodes of Netflix. Is that insane? <laughs> to me, it sounds like it's insane. It sounds like I could watch two episodes of Netflix and then go to bed and like my life would be a little bit more balanced. But that's just the zone. It's like, it, I don't know. It's like I get pulled into this lower energy place and I, it's really hard to get off the couch. And for the past week, that's the energy that I have been sitting with. And I'm hoping it's this astrological thing. And then who was it? Like, who, who was, I can't remember. A friend of mine was like, didn't you just work for like 26 days straight, 18 hour days without a single day break? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> well, maybe you're just tired. <laughs> maybe you just deserve to lie on the couch. Maybe you should just watch Netflix until you feel like you don't want to watch Netflix anymore. <laughs> and I was like, well, yes, all of that is true and valid. And it's been like, I feel like I've had a week of, of, of being tired now. Like, I don't want to be tired anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of done. Um, and also, I, I'm aware now that like lying on the couch, it's not a place of rest for me. It just brings more of that energy of being unable to get off the couch. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I speak from experience when I say the easiest way to have the best day ever is to make sure you've had the best night's sleep the night before. Like you, I have a really busy life. I'm a mom to Lea Luna. I'm a yoga teacher, an entrepreneur. I need every minute of good sleep that I can get. But it doesn't always happen. In fact, for my listeners in the US, one third of you are not getting a good night's sleep. That's crazy. And it's especially detrimental to those who live active lifestyles. An amazing mattress company called Molecule is here to change that. Molecule is not your average mattress. These mattresses are air engineered from ground up and designed for maximum airflow, up to three times the airflow of the nearest competitors to bring you the coolest night's sleep around. I am absolutely in love with my own Molecule mattress. Even in the hot nights of Aruba, this mattress helps me stay cool to maximize my deepest, most restorative sleep cycles. Dennis has even noticed a difference in the recovery time he needs in between intense cycling sessions. He says he sleeps 
better. Built for active lifestyles, Molecule mattresses were designed with the support of renowned neurologists and sleep doctors and are the favorites of professional athletes around the United States. Just ask Olympian gold medalist Nastia Lukin, premier distance runners Sarah and Ryan Hall, Super Bowl winning quarterback Russell Wilson, and five-time Super Bowl winning quarterback Tom Brady about how they are getting the best sleep of their lives thanks to Molecule. Rest easy knowing that Molecule mattresses are manufactured using patented technology that reduces emissions by 97% versus traditional manufacturing. Plus, all molecule foam is 30 pure US certified and manufactured in the United States. Try Molecule mattresses risk-free for 100 nights. If you aren't getting the coolest sleep of your life, they will take it back. No questions asked. And now get $250 off of any Molecule mattress. Just go to onmolecule.com slash yoga girl to begin getting the best sleep of your life. That's onmolecule.com slash yoga girl. Molecule optimal sleep for optimal performance. The world is changing now more than ever. We all need more than one source of income, but not everyone wants to quit their jobs and become a startup founder. That's what Side Hustle School is all about. It's a short daily podcast, seven days a week, that tells stories of ordinary people making extra money without quitting their jobs. The host, Chris Gillabo, also has an intriguing new book out there this month called The Money Tree. It's an engaging story of how you have the power to create your own financial destiny, something that's especially important in this time of uncertainty. Get your copy of The Money Tree today from any bookstore or online retailer. Learn more at moneytreebook.com and listen to Side Hustle School wherever you get your podcasts. So I had a whole week of that, got really fed up with it, you know, and I started evaluating this, this idea of alignment and what does alignment mean for me, like actual alignment. Alignment does not mean that I have to get up at five every morning, do two hours of yoga, all that stuff for everything to be perfect and fit perfectly into my idea of alignment. Alignment means like when I need, like when I have that need of extra self-care, then yes, then I get up earlier in the morning. It means I make space for myself at some point every single day. It doesn't have to be at five. It can be any time of the day, but I, but I make sure I roll out my mat and I get on that mat. And yeah, it means eating like healthy, like pretty healthy the way I, the way I normally eat. And yeah, it still means like I'll have a glass of wine at the end of the day. It still means I'll like find the vegan Ben and Jerry's when I want that. Like all of that, it's still within alignment for me. There comes a point where it's just like the scales tip away from alignment towards something different. And I'm, sitting with right now like how many times do I do I invite that into my life on a daily basis and where does it show up and also where does it actually come from so I'm doing it with a podcast once a week whenever I sit down and I'm not in this aligned space like when I'm hunched over jutting my chin out like I'm just physically out of alignment and I say like it's just a podcast it's fine like I don't have a proper setup so I change so you know so I just I let that be a thing that I do well no more like no that's not cool like two hours a week or one hour a week of like consciously choosing to, to, to put myself in like not awesome alignment. Like, no, why would I do that? I just like today, like was like, no, no, no. Um, so <laughs> yesterday, what day is today? I have no, see, I don't even know what day it is. It's, it's Wednesday today. I'm recording this on a Wednesday. Yesterday was Tuesday and I had officially had that like, oh my God, I'm fed up. Like I need to like get out of this funk that I'm in right now. I, I can blame it on astrology, on the stars, whatever, or the fact that I'm tired and I like overdid it with work, whatever, but I'm not going to have another week of feeling like low. So I'm going to shift something around. And the uh, uh, another component that really comes into this, which I haven't even mentioned, is the fact that my baby has run wild. <laughs> Leia Luna has, I'm not going to say lost her mind <laughs> because she's 16 months. She's not even 17 months old. Oh, she's going to be 17 months soon. Like this week, next week. I got to look, I got to look at a calendar. But yeah, 17 months is coming up. How long do you count months, by the way? Is it until they're two? I think so. Or is it until they're, they're a year and a half? Then you just say they're one and a half and then they're two-ish. <laughs> I need help. I don't want to be one of those moms that's like, she's 54 months old. Like, no. Um, anyway, she has run wild. Like she is, uh, I mean, I know it's a phase because everything is a phase, but she is, yeah. Wow. I, 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 mm, it's like a whole podcast episode on its own, but she is, yeah, I don't want to even use the terms like throwing tantrums, uh, she's feeling a lot. That's kind of the, the gist of it, I think. I think she's she's in her feelings. 
<laughs> she's like that Drake song. <laughs> she is all in her feelings. She's just experiencing a lot at the same time. And I think she's unable to kind of um, to figure out what to do with all of her emotions. And also while trying to communicate, not always being able to communicate everything because, yeah, she doesn't speak properly yet. And I think all of it is just leading to a lot of frustration for her. So we go through... Um, we had a whole two days where she did not stop crying. I, I kid you not. And this is like, she's a sunshine baby. Like normally she's always so happy. And then she got a little sick. She got a fever, like a three-day fever with no other symptoms. And then when she came out of that fever, she was just tired and low. She was so cranky. And I was short, like, oh my God, she's still, she's sick. She has pain somewhere. And then it just, it stuck around. Like she's not sick. She's sleeping super well the, the way she normally does. She has no symptoms. Maybe she has pain like molars or teeth, like it's impossible to know. But the way she will go from complete, like amazing joy and sunshine and life is so great to like throwing herself face down on the floor, banging at the floor, screaming. And then she'll like pick her head up and she looks at me like, am I watching? You know, <laughs> like she's not lost in like a tantrum. It's like a conscious <laughs> tantrum where she like screams and cries, but but it's like it's not 100% real <laughs> like it's like she's making it happen and then she looks at me at the same time to kind of I think she's just testing me like testing all her boundaries like can I do this can I not do that what am I allowed to do what am I supposed to do is this right or wrong she's kind of figuring out that she's her own person with her own emotions and her own abilities like she can choose to leave a room and close the door like she can do that now and it's just it's just a lot for her um, and sometimes these kind of tantrums or whatever you you call them they start off like I can tell like she's consciously like <laughs> like she makes that sound while looking at us. But then if she goes on long enough, it becomes a real thing. And then all of a sudden she gets completely swept up by emotion and it's real. And then she really cries and it becomes a huge thing. And it's just exhausting, man. It's exhausting. <sighs> crazy and of course I've been you know I have that inner critic that tells me I'm not a great mom um so I've been like kind of blaming myself and thinking okay well wait is it because of the teacher training I was gone a lot and now she's not feeling sure because I, I was saying goodbye to her so many times every day is she feeling unsteady unsettled and she's also in this complete clingy crazy fucking place where yeah like my, my whole right side of my body in weird places where I never have pain have like started seizing up because I carry her all day long like literally all day long I carry her and then she wiggles and she gets like pissed she's like Ugh, like put me down and I put her down and then she turns around and she lifts her hands and she screams because she wants to get pick, picked back up and I pick her up and she's like no put me down <laughs> and then she's like pick me up and then I pick her up and she's like no put me. I mean yeah and it's a cycle like 2,000 times a day I pick her up I put her down pick her up put her down so <laughs> all of this of course is like you know contributed to my tiredness like I'm a hundred percent certain and yesterday was my day of like, no, like I can't. Like if at the end of the day, I'm so fucking tired. All I have energy for is to lie on this couch and watch episodes of some show I've already seen. Like it means just I need to I need to like cut this now and like I need to shift something, change something. It's not going to happen on its own. Like enough is enough. So I have, I am now in the process of aligning shit. <laughs> I feel like I need a term for it or maybe I need a hashtag for it. I need something. But I'm in the process of of aligning life, especially those little parts that I deem not super important, like the way I sit down to record this podcast every week. Today, I made a huge effort. Um, I went through every room of my house and I tried different parts of the house, different rooms uh, with different setups, like different tables, um, different types of furniture, different pillows and things until I arrived at what feels like a really great and well aligned setup for this podcast. So <laughs> and because normally I just I'm always like stressed going somewhere or the baby wants my attention. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to do the podcast. OK, oh, my God. OK, I'll just do it right here. And I just sit down and I press record and then I do it. You know, I don't like I'm not taking enough time to stand back and mindfully, consciously with patience and calm, be like, hmm, should I set up a permanent location for my podcast? It just feels great. <laughs> a place that's maybe harmonious and well-balanced where I can light some candles and sit up straight and not jut my chin out and not round my upper back and just feel great. For, even if it's just the podcast and it's just an hour and a half a week, how about we make that a good hour and a half? And now... <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, it didn't take that much time. Like the baby, so I put her down for a nap. And normally when she naps, I'm like, oh my God, podcast. And like Dennis helps me set it up somewhere. And I sit down and I'm like, oh my God, I have to finish now, no, no. Because when she wakes up, I want to be there. And now, you know, it took us like 30 minutes, maybe. Like, how have I not taken 30 minutes of like a year of recording this show um, to, to just find a permanent spot in my house I don't know what's wrong with me but yeah it's because I've deemed that like it's not so important and it's also self-care so right now I am sitting in my bedroom (laughs) which I always used to say like it's not a good space for for recording because like it's close to the baby's room so if she wakes up like maybe the mic will pick up her crying or something but I don't know that's okay like you guys know I have a baby if she cries like it's okay. <laughs> um, and I, I, I have a, one of our dining chairs in front of me. And if I put the pot, like pot, the mic stand at a specific height and then on top of a specific sized book, it's the perfect height for me to keep the crown of my head perfectly aligned above my shoulders that align above my hips. And I can pull my chin back a little bit just you know, to kind of counter that, um, that text neck feel. And I can light candles here and I have my crystals in here. And actually the sound is really good in here. And I'm just like, yeah, telling you a bunch of shit right now that you probably don't care about. But my point is it didn't take me that long to fix what has been a problem for over one year that I don't have a permanent place in the house to record. I'm always shifting things around and I end up compromising my own alignment um, for the sake of something outside of me. And I don't want to do that anymore. So it's not so much like, yeah, I don't have the time. It's like, no, it hasn't been a priority for me. Like, that's just what it is. That's just as simple as that. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Are you looking for that perfect design for the logo of your business? I know exactly how you're feeling. When I was beginning 108, 109 World, Island Yoga, the logo felt like the most important piece that would tie everything together in a simple and tidy way. But coming to that design is often the hardest part about starting up a business. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about Design Crowd. Design Crowd is a website that helps entrepreneurs, startups, and small businesses outsource or crowdsource custom logos, business cards, web designs, and much more. That means that you work with many designers from around the world who compete to win your budget. Super awesome for small businesses that need top international design talent at a low cost. I wish I knew about them when I was starting up my own businesses. Founded by two university friends at home in Sydney, Australia, Design Crowd has grown to a team of 50 staff and 600,000 designers from around the world. To date, they have completed $30 million worth of projects. Try it today. Just post information on their website describing the design that you need. Within hours, you'll receive your first response and then pick your favorite design and approve the payment. It's as easy as that and almost impossible to find nothing you like. You're not risking one designer nailing your brief. You have access to over 600,000 minds to help you out. No worries, DesignCrowd also has a money-back guarantee if nothing suits you. Start any project from just $99. If you're launching your new logo or reworking an existing design, DesignCrowd is here to help you with all your creative needs. For a special $100 VIP offer for our listeners, check out designcrowd.com slash yogagirl to learn more and to save up to $100 when you start your next project. That's designcrowd.com slash yogagirl, D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D.com slash yogagirl or simply enter the discount code YOGAGIRL when posting a project on Design Crowd. So what other parts of my life have I been, you know, kind of have been sort of misaligned? Um, one thing is my, my car. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't drive a ton. Like Dennis is the one who always drives. I, 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 I don't enjoy driving a, a lot. Um, but my car, like the inside of my dashboard has been super dirty and the, 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 what do you call it? Like the cup holder area next to my car has been filled with shit, like with just crap, like old receipts and I don't know, like, like pens and like that one earring I still have because I lost the other one. And I think one day I'm going to miraculously find it. And then that one earring will be useful. Like it's just been full of just stuff. And every time I get in the car to go anywhere, I look at that mess and I'm like, Oh God hate it like oh this car this car is such a mess like oh, I, I I really should take a moment to like clean this space out and then do you think I do it no <laughs> I never do it I know I mean never because I say like oh my god no I'm just driving for five minutes like I'll do that another time like it's just it's just a short car ride like you know, I don't have the time for that so I never do it and then yeah I don't know how long like how long has that one shitty earring been in my cup holder annoying me every time I step into the car to go anywhere 
I'm like scared to think about the last time I wore that pair of earrings because it's been so long. So yeah, yesterday I got into my car. I like I got in the car without going anywhere. Like it took a conscious effort for me to get it to the car and like just to clean stuff up. And yeah, it took me like three minutes. Like it was zero time. And I found money in there. <laughs> score came with a reward found money in there and threw a bunch of stuff away and I threw everything away everything was garbage and now yeah I got into my car the next time and I was like oh like how easy was that why did I have to like put myself through just that little bit of mess it's so unnecessary and yes I did have the time it took three minutes I had three minutes um other ways this has manifested and I mean this this is kind of a, a big one and thankfully, I, I don't do this anymore at all. Uh, it's been years since I did this, but I used to do it. I mean, it's it's a it's a really big one. I used to constantly compromise my own body for the sake of social media. <laughs> Saying it right now, like I'm embarrassed for myself to speak these words, but since we're all old friends and, you know, I have no shame of any kind, <laughs> um, um, like my early years of, of Instagram and, and Facebook and stuff, it literally did not matter how I felt in my own body. Like I could have a really kind of shitty, like, you know, I have my upper back and, and neck stuff. I could have a day where I didn't feel great, like not, you know, intense pain, but where I was just like mm, feeling a little tight, a little stuck in my upper back. And oh my God, I have to post something for Instagram. Like I have to feed the gram. Um, and then if, you know, if I was in some beautiful, beautiful place or the beach or whatever, I would still kick up into a fucking handstand and I would hold that shit <laughs> because I knew like I have, I have to create content. I have to take photos. I have to do this stuff. I have to like come up with like some, some wise words to say here so that I keep this Instagram machine alive. Um, and I did that so many times where it's like, I would come down, of, come down from that handstand, got the photo I wanted, but like, oh, did it, did it really feed me? Like, did it really bring me something? Oh, God, like I shudder at the thought of the fact that I actually used to do that. Um, yeah, luckily it didn't take me long to, to kind of have an awakening realizing that, okay, like that's just no, 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 <laughs> no way. And I mean, these days, yeah, like, <laughs> I feel like Instagram is lucky to get one yoga photo out of me a month, maybe. Um, and it's the reason I take such very, 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 very few um, photos of myself in my practice is because I don't feel like it. <laughs> it's just that simple. I, 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 if I post anything that's yoga related, it's usually a video and it's usually a little snippet of, of something that was just genuine. Like I'm practicing anyway, so I can set up my camera and it's not a big deal and it's, and it's real. And sometimes I'm like, oh, like that just didn't look good or it didn't look inspiring or it didn't, you know, wasn't anything special at all. And then I wouldn't post that. But now I'm feeling like, oh, especially if it's like not something special, like that's special. Like showing the world what just a genuine, normal, like yoga practice looks like, like without makeup and sunsets and without like, you know, editing and but nothing. It's just, it's just messy. Like, yeah, because that stuff inspires me. I look at the people I, I follow in social media now, like they're as far from this idea of yoga and perfect and what it's supposed to be as possible. I'm literally allergic to fucking, <laughs> I'm allergic to shit that isn't genuine. I just, I just, I'm, I'm not. Is it possible to post photos of yourself uh, in poses and still be genuine? Yes. Oh my God. For sure. For sure. There's people out there who do that. And some of them I follow, but that like, oh my God, look at me in this perfect pose in this perfect place with this awesome quote. Like, oh, I could just gag on that shit. And yeah, probably provoking some of you right now. I am sorry. I'm uh, just kind of busy living my life, not giving a shit. Um, but yeah, I'm really glad that I, that I, that I stopped doing that. So evaluating right now, all of those moments and they show up so many times. How many times in your life do you find yourself stuck or caught in a conversation that does not interest you and you stay anyway? And this is like, this is kind of, I think an interesting topic to get into. How many times a day do you get, do you find yourself in like, um, I don't know, polite, stupid conversations about the weather or um, some family member talking to you about politics that you really don't resonate with or um, you're at like a dinner party or a gathering and you're like politely standing, smiling, like, you know, but but just you're just genuinely not into what the other person is sharing. Or maybe it's even worse than that. Maybe you've, maybe you're, you have a, a relationship with someone or 
a friend or a family member or whatever, a person who is an energy drainer, you know, so it's not just you kind of having to sit through a conversation that you don't feel anything about, but actually someone who sort of kind of warps in on your energy. And after you leave, you just feel completely depleted. Like we have those moments. Everybody has those moments. Some of us more than others. Um, Some people have a ton of energy drainers in their lives and it just kills us. Oh my God. And it's also like brings us out of our alignment completely. Like what is alignment? Alignment for me is just standing with my feet on the ground, feeling like I'm here and I feel good about being here. And yeah, sometimes like bad shit comes our way, difficult stuff. It's still me, feet on the ground saying, yeah, I'm here. Like I'm present. It's my life. It's my pain, my struggles, my issues, my stuff. But I'm here, right? I'm not zoning out, trying to be elsewhere. That's alignment for me. Um, alignment for me is not that fourth glass of wine. It's kind of, it's not that fourth episode of whatever you're watching on Netflix. Um, It's not staying up all night long and I'm feeling like shit the next day. Like, no, that's taking it too far. So there's that, mm, someone bring me a term so I can like bang myself over the head with this. It's balance and then alignment and then it's, it's, it's misalignment. Yeah. And I just, I like that term because it's sort of, yeah, it applies to our bodies, our physical bodies. It applies to our practice. It applies to every single thing we do. And when we decide that, no, enough is enough. Like I will not put myself in any sort of place that pulls me out of my alignment ever again. We realize we have to make some radical fucking changes in our lives. Like it's true. And it's not just our yoga practice, like having to reevaluate that. Our posture is a big thing. Um, you know, me recording this podcast, me cleaning out my car, me deciding to not sit through that fourth episode of Netflix, but actually getting my ass to bed, getting up at five when I really need it. Um, you know, it's also choosing to surround ourselves with the type of people that really lift us up and that also agree, you know, the people that, that are in that same vibration as you. For me, someone who has their feet on the ground, that same alignment of like, yeah, this is my life. I'm here. Unapologetic, unapologetically. (laughs) Is that the word? Unapologetically. (laughs) You guys know I'm not stupid, right? I'm just Swedish. Unapologetic. I feel like that's a word. If I say it enough, it's going to sound like a non-word, but I feel like that's the word. People that are just unwaveringly, okay, let me use that word, is that present here now. And there's amazing people, like I have I have some great people in my life that are just, can get caught in places of total insecurity or um, get swept up in other people's drama and other people's business. People that are that are good people, but that are, are just not in, like, not living in alignment, right? And that sometimes can also get really draining. So I like to think, okay, how can I, can I support them somehow within my alignment, right? For them to, um, to find their path or find their way or work through something. But if it ever pulls me out of mine, no, no, that's it for me. I am not in the business of disappearing into anybody's problems. I'm not in the business of disappearing into anybody's shit or drama or making anything else more important than my own. Like I'm done with that. I'm not anybody's rescuer or fixer or no, um, if I have stuff, it's mine and I, I don't want to escape it. I don't want to escape it with Netflix, with wine, with food, um, with relationships that don't do me any good. And it really reminds me of, um, when I came out of my, my first, um, spiritual groups that I did, like my first moments of just big awakening, I had one of those moments that was just, um, it was like a brick in the head, like the, the realization, realization for me of, of how much time I was wasting pretending to be interested in things I really wasn't, uh, how much time and energy and, you know, how much of my life had been wasted away, um, engaged in pointless conversations with people that aren't really listening, with people that are just waiting for their turn to talk or say something smart and witty or, um, with people like, talking shit like people gossiping people bringing drama people like you know fighting about stuff I don't know like how much of my life had just been wasted away in just completely pointless stuff and that brick in the head for me was so big that after after those first groups that I did if I ever found myself immersed in any type of conversation that did not resonate with me I would leave And it maybe doesn't sound as crazy as it was. It's kind of crazy. So imagine this, like I'm at a dinner party or like whatever, gathering or or drink or or something. And 
um, you know, you're polite and you mingle and you kind of like, uh, and it's, it's very Swedish also um, that when you're at a party uh, that you mingle, that you like, you have a few moments of conversation with someone and then you move on to the next person and then you move on to the next person. Like you have to like cover everybody in the room. It's very Swedish. It's awful. <laughs> actually, I think it's fucking awful. Um, it's, it's, I don't think it's a very American thing actually, but and I would like find myself in these conversations of people talking about like whatever this and that thing and um, yeah just something and I would catch myself fake smiling or with that feeling in my body of like like ugh, if you get really tuned in to that inner energy that sense of if you're really present in your body you will be able to like every moment of the day you'll be able to tap in and just see like does this feel like it's the right place for me right now? And if it's not, your body's going to tell you, you're going to feel like a little unsettled, a little anxious, like your mind is wandering, like, oh, no. And instead of just sitting through that conversation or smiling or waiting for like a little opening so that I could escape or whatever it is that we do to be polite, like it's polite to let the other person finish speaking, even though inside you're like, I don't care. <laughs> Like to me now, like, isn't the more polite thing to do is to let that person have a conversation with someone that's actually interested in what they're saying. So what I would do is I would be like, oh, excuse me, I have to go now. <laughs> and I would go. <laughs> and I would just, I would just without any explanation, like I wouldn't lie because I was also in this place of absolute truth where I would not lie about anything ever, even if it would hurt someone's feelings. I was just unable to not speak like hard truth. Um... I would be like, yeah, you know, this, this conversation just isn't of interest to me. <laughs> and I would just, and I would just walk away. Like people thought that I was insane and probably fucking rude. I mean, I was really rude. It is a really rude thing to do. But every time I did that, and of course with time, like I found more finesse, like I found more, a more subtle way. There's definitely subtle ways to casually, gently excuse yourself from a, from a conversation, from a group of people, from whatever, uh, without hurting anybody's feelings, uh, without, you know, causing a scene, without making anything. Because of course it would bring drama if someone's telling me a story and I'm like, excuse me, it's just in my heart, like this is just not resonating with me right now. <laughs> I'm just sensing that inner, that my sense of energy inside my body right now is just telling me that I must leave this conversation. This is just not of interest to me at all. Where's my favorite one? I'm so sorry. I don't think this is beneficial for the future development of my spiritual evolution. I must must excuse myself immediately. Goodbye. Namaste. <laughs> oh God. Oh my God. I have been such a bitch. Jesus Christ. If anyone was in a conversation with me and I left like that, could you please like send me an email or something so, so that I can apologize? You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I need my morning coffee, especially right now. I've been filming all week for something exciting and I have a big launch coming up in the next few months. The only thing that keeps me going in the morning is a good cup of Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee. Yep, that's right. I like mushrooms in my coffee. And if you don't, you're missing out on a surprisingly delicious super drink and some really great health benefits as well. Four Sigmatic Coffee contains powerful antioxidants and immune-boosting properties to keep you on track for all of those busy days to come. It's less acidic and jitter-free compared compared to normal coffees. Plus, it will boost your brain activity, decrease stress, and improve your memory, concentration, and alertness. The best feature, though, it tastes great. You will only find the highest quality of mushrooms and other superfoods in Four Sigmatic's blends. They make sure the recipes are free from pesticides, mycotoxins, and other harmful chemicals. Offering everything from mushroom coffees, elixirs, hot cacaos, and matchas, my favorite Four Sigmatic product right now is definitely the Cordyceps Mushroom Elixir. Cordyceps is one powerful little mushroom packed with energy, support that any busy mom, entrepreneur, athlete, or warrior can enjoy. Basically, all of us. This elixir has completely revived me over the past Past few weeks during business meetings, filming, hard mom moments, and much more. Discover the everyday magic of mushrooms for yourself with this awesome deal for From the Heart listeners only. Right now, when you head to foursigmatic.com slash yoga girl, you'll get 15% off of your entire order. That's 15% off of any order placed on Four Sigmatic's website, but you have to use my special URL, foursigmatic.com slash yoga girl. That's spelled F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash yoga girl. But every time I would do that, something inside of me would rise a little bit. Like, really. And this is, it really comes down to, to living in alignment and living your own truth. So never, ever, ever faking it. 
never faking it. Who, who do we serve when we fake it? Like, really, you're not serving yourself because you would rather be somewhere else. You're not serving the person who's talking because you're faking it. You're pretending. And somewhere deep down, like, they know. Like, on an energetic level, at least, we are aware when someone is completely immersed and present and interested um, because you're both in that same vibration, right? You have this mutually beneficial exchange of, of energy, And that's a really amazing thing when you find a conversation like that. It's like one of those conversations that just lights you up and you leave and you feel, you feel like you're on fire, like you're lit up, you're ready, ready for life. And there are those conversations and you leave and you're like, oh God, like you need to purge yourself of something or you just feel low or you feel tired or you feel like, oh oh my God, all I have the energy for right now is to lie on the couch and watch five episodes of Good Girl. (laughs) So learning how to distinguish those things, first of all, it means that you can get a little smarter in terms of how you navigate through life. Like I've learned through experience, like the types of people that I really vibe with, the types of people that I don't vibe with. And as soon as I come across people I don't vibe with, um, like I just like I don't interact with them. I mean, I just I just don't. And I can make that conscious choice. Whereas before. I was like, I, I was really in this kind of needy place when I was younger, especially as a teenager. I just wanted everyone to be friends with me. I wanted everyone to like me. I wanted everyone to be at my house. I was just this in this need of confirmation all the time. So anyone who would invite me for anything, like I would go, right? If there was any opening with anyone, like I would be there. And like I have, I have been to like gatherings with people, groups of people where I really was trying to like make my way into the group but I really didn't even like them. (laughs) How crazy is that? Like, like I really didn't even like them. And I can actually like genuinely remember that feeling of like, oh, I just, I just want them to be my friend, but I didn't even like them. Why did I want them to be friends with me? But I didn't even want to be friends with them. Like really. And I'm just doing everyone a giant disservice, like trying to pretend that I'm fitting into a place where where I'm really not. And, you know, my community was somewhere out there waiting for me, but I had to first find my own ground. I had to first align myself into my own truth, my own self, my own opinions, you know, standing firm, being assertive with what kind of life you want, what kind of people you want in your life. And then my community found me. I didn't even have to try. And yeah, it doesn't have to be, I mean, like my, my, my close group of friends, like it's, it's fairly small. And yeah, that's it's probably a good thing. Like it's it's hard to find your people. And once you have them, you, you got to hold on and you cultivate those relationships. And when something comes along and it's not serving you, if it's not feeling good, move on. And it's it's a hard thing to do. Yeah, moving on. It's it's not the easiest thing to do. And I think that's why we tend to cling to relationships or friends or, you know, romantic relationships. Like it's it's a hard thing to just be like, you know what? I think we've 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 had this like great thing going and I think it's it's done now like maybe it's time we move on like that never happens <laughs> if we end a relationship of any kind it's always through drama and pain and you know yelling and anger and this and this and that but I don't know I think life would be a lot easier if if we if we just cut our losses like if you have something in your life if it's a personal relationship or maybe a habit like my habit of that third or fourth Netflix episode I am done with that like I totally totally am um now going out to dance like that happens maybe once every six months for me (laughs) but um next time I have a night out yeah after that second glass of wine I'm I'm done (laughs) I totally am now the question is um next time I am out and I've had that second glass of wine will I be able to confidently say the same thing I don't know I mean I'm, I'm, I'm totally hypocritical I preach something and I do something differently all the time who am I to talk but I try my best right I mean that's that's all we're doing here and actually, I had a finally, I mean, after yesterday, it was, it was a pretty magical day. I made these decisions. I realigned some stuff. I cleared some stuff out, made some new decisions. Um, so, of course, it starts with finding out where in your life are you misaligned or not aligned. Or I'm going to come up with a term for what the fork I'm talking about and I'm going to coin it. Okay. But yeah, where are you lacking alignment in your life? So is it on the couch before going to bed? Is it? how messy your car is is it your relationships your friends is it your eating habits like and how can you first of all identify those spots and then catch yourself like that's the thing catch yourself like don't just get in the car and drive away annoyed at how messy everything is like take those three minutes stop clear some stuff out and get on with your life change something if you need to 
catch yourself and then make that change that you really need. And after I did all that stuff yesterday, um, and that was a beautiful thing. I mean, it was like, I want to truly believe that these things are super aligned. I ended up alone at home with the baby and I haven't been just alone with her uh, for for a while. Like in the past week, we've had this str- challenging week. Of course, I've been tired and, and struggling. So she's been struggling and it's been hard. We had a one genuine, like really calm morning all week where there was no, you know, she wasn't fuzzy. She wasn't cranky, no tantrums, no screaming, nothing, nothing, nothing. And it was a morning where it was just her and I. Morning, I got up at five in the morning. Uh, she woke up pretty early, I think 6.30. No one else was awake. And we sat outside on my porch. And she sat in my lap. I meditated for 20 minutes. Like she sat in my lap for 20 minutes. Just, you know, like I was just amazed. And we were so present together because I kept waiting for her to like charge up and like try to throw herself down the stairs or something. Like sitting with a toddler in meditation is a really great way to find intense presence because you have to be really present because they might do any crazy wild ass thing at any moment um but she just sat there and I had the camera on and then I saw afterwards she's just like looking at the sky and she's like pointing at this like the flowers on this pillow that I had in front of us and like pointing at a thing and just like you know like touching my my fingers and she's just like so present so chill and I didn't even I didn't make the connection until yesterday where I found myself completely alone with her in the house we always have people around we're shooting a bunch of stuff right now. We have a videographer and some assistants and stuff um, at the house all the time. My mom is here. My sister is here. Dennis, of course. So, I mean, it's always kind of busy, but most of it is family. So it's like, it's good busy. Um, but uh, I think Dennis went to go swim and play soccer. And my mom and my sister went to do something else. And we were just alone. The moment everybody left, like she woke up from her nap and she like walked around the house. She saw no one was around. I had just gone through my whole alignment thing and like cleared the car and did stuff and made some new decisions and things like that. And it was like, she took a breath and she like, and we sat outside on the porch doing absolutely nothing. I don't know, two, two hours, maybe. Um, doing absolutely nothing. We drew a little bit. I did some yoga. She came to lie down right by my side and we just looked at the clouds. She was the quietest, the calmest, the most patient. Um, she's been all week. Oh my God, it was amazing. And I realized like, wait, this is just the way she was that morning when it was just her and I. So could it be that she's just missing me? And this past week, I've been mega like, physically present with her because I I missed her so much during teacher training and I felt like I'd been away a lot so I've been trying to make it up by being here all the time but because I've been unsettled right I haven't felt super present I haven't felt like I've been rested I haven't felt um, I haven't felt grounded like I've had my feet on the ground and I've been trying to arrive at that place what if she has just missed me and then yesterday everything sort of clicked and I got to just sit with myself for a second and she's like oh hi there you are (laughs) I mean, that's, that's just really the the experience that, that we had. And I was present, she was present. And since yesterday afternoon, everything has been so calm and quiet in this house. I, I can't even, <laughs> I, I tear up a little bit just sharing it, how quiet everything has been. So I don't even know what the moral of the story is. Like if I'm present with myself, my baby's present with herself it's 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 of course not always that simple but I try to sit with her when you know in the mo in those challenging moments when she's crying when she's screaming I try to just sit I try to ask her questions you know and and how are you feeling and I try to explain things well we're not going there now we're doing this Um, but if I've been doing all of that whilst feeling tired while feeling drained while feeling like unsettled like I have to do a thousand things but I don't have time to do them yeah I'm like I'm there but am I a hundred percent there and then those that afternoon yesterday, I was just like, just just us, just chilling, doing nothing special. And it was the first time since this intense work period that I felt something settle inside of me deeply. Like, oh, that, ladies and gentlemen, was resting. That was resting. We laid on my, I have a wo- woven little yoga mat that I take outside. It's, it's like woven in a fabric. Um, we drew with her crayons. We ate some cookies, like took a little swim in the pool. Um, just sat there basically drawing, breathing like that was resting. Watching Netflix, not resting. 
(laughs) being super present and quiet and still listening, being, breathing with your baby. That's resting. At least it is for me. So I'm, I'm excited now about my week of alignment ahead. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's Wednesday. I have officially recorded this podcast feeling amazing all the way through. Uh, we'll never compromise or step out of alignment for that ever again. Um, lots of things shifting. I had a relationship shift um, yesterday. Just hmm, this thing that clicked. My car is clean. Uh, won't be sitting down for more than one episode of anything of Netflix tonight. <laughs> and that's that's my promise because I have a 5 a.m. wake-up call and I'm really, really, really excited to have my two hours of total self-care because I still need it. I still need it. What do you need to feel good? What do you need to feel good? What do you need to step into a place of alignment to continue to allow, to continue to align yourself with your own truth, with what's important to you, with doing the type of work that you want to bring out into the world, with being the type of parent you want to be, the type of friend, wife, husband, you know, son, daughter, father, whatever, whatever roles, whatever hats you wear on a day to day. What do you need to feel good so that you can do all those things and be really present and align yourself with people that are meant to be in your life for the same reasons? And ask yourself that question. And if you need to make a change, go make that change. Let's have a good week. If this is an astrological thing and there's more people out there that have been feeling heavy and low, please share it with me so I don't feel like a total weirdo. Um, And let's really take today to shake things up. Hmm? Make the changes if you need to make them and let's have a really, really strong, solid, inspired day tomorrow. I'm excited about tomorrow morning. I hope you are too. Thank you so much for listening. Love you all so, so much. And I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of them on rachelbraithen.com, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, TransferWise, Molecule, Design Crowd, and Four Sigmatic. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.